0: This is the Heartland Community Church Podcast, titled Citizens of Heaven, Part 4. Teaching Pastor Steve Carter's message is on dignity. Hey Heartland, Steve Carter here, and today we're going to continue in our Citizens of Heaven series. And I want to bring you back to the book of Acts. If you have a Bible, turn with me to Acts chapter Ten. Now, I know, Chris, you were reading this this morning, so um, you don't need your Bible. I'll just, I'm just going to remem- remind you of it right now. But there was this man at Caesarea, and his name was Cornelius, and he was a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. So he's a Gentile. He's, he's an Italian. You know, he, he, he's someone who is not familiar truly with the Jewish way of doing things. Continues on. Verse 2, he and all his family were devout, though. And God fearing, he gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Mm -hmm. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The, The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Just real quick for a second. Just think about that. We don't ever want to talk about that. This is a whole other sermon, but I just got to say this. Here's a man who is God-fearing, who has like this longing for more of God, who's like trying to do the things of God, doesn't figure and understand it all, didn't grow up in a Jewish background, didn't know the Jewish customs, and yet he's doing something. An angel goes, your choices and decisions... It's made heaven notice. It's made heaven notice. Verse 5. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner. It's not like a tanning bed salon in Joppa. It's just someone who worked with leather. Whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. So this is Cornelius. At the same time, while all of this is happening, and this is just so beautiful, this is how heaven and God works. It's like it's not just about you, but there are other things that God is up to because God is in the business and sees the redemptive potential always. And so you see this moment now with Peter. Oh, he's known as Simon in that story, but Peter, and look what happens. This is this. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey in approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat, and Kyle, I know you're a hunter. You just love this. You're like, yeah, get up, kill, and eat. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Peter's, look at Peter's response. He goes, surely not, Lord. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. You can't, you can't get me. I'm not going to fall for that. I know I'm hungry. I'm not like Jacob. I'm not going to sell my blessing. No, no, no. You don't understand, man. I'm not going to do these kinds of things. Yeah. No. Look what happens. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Yeah, come on. Do not call anything that God has made impure. I don't call anything that God has made clean impure. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. And then you have Peter wondering, what is going on? Uh-huh. Like, this is everything I have been taught, and now God is speaking to me, uh-huh. and I'm left with this thought. Uh-huh. Um, Ari and I, we, we, we were part of this, this group, and we were going through this book study called Be the Bridge, and it was amazing. We, we read through this book by Latasha Morrison, and she's just, a, she's just a wealth of knowledge. And we would read a chapter or two, and then we'd ask questions. I'll never forget. never forget this one moment. I said, hey, wh- what was this doing within you? And we were talking about this conversation on dignity when all of a sudden someone in their late 70s, he and his wife were just there and they, they just said, can I, can I say something? And whenever this man wanted to speak, everyone just was like hit the mute button because it was all on Zoom and they were like, just teach us. And he just said, I don't know why I was taught to see people not how God sees them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. do you have any of those people in your life Yeah. like just in some way you can see the earnestness of Peter going I was taught that some things are clean and some things are not clean some things are pure and some things are not pure and so anything unclean and impure I don't go near yeah. I don't engage with I don't do anything with and now God's saying I made it cool. I made it so if I made it it has inherent dignity within it There's goodness within it. And yet, everything I was taught. I mean, I imagine for many of us who who grew up in Rockford, you were taught there are certain parts of the city you do not go to. There are certain people you do not interact with. There are certain conversations you do not have at the table. I mean, Chris, you're from East Grand Rapids. There are certain places in Grand Rapids you just don't go. And every city has it. Every family has it. There are certain topics we do not touch. There are certain things we do not go. And so all of a sudden, these little walls begin to grow. And it takes Peter going up to this roof and having this vision from God, and he's still sitting there going, I don't know what this really means. I don't know what this really looks like. And then, God's so amazing. Verse 19, while Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. The next day, Peter started out with them and some of the believers from Joppa went along. you got to understand something. Part of the custom to be a Jew was you could never enter a Gentile's house. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. You could literally never walk in because it was impure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you couldn't even just go around them. Even God-fearing Jews, God-fearing like Italians, you could not actually engage with them. Mm-hmm. You could not walk into their house. And so now Peter's sitting here going, I've had this vision... Cornelius, some dude I don't know, has had this vision, and now I'm being invited to go there. What will he do? Mm -hmm. That's the question. I mean, as a citizen of heaven, you've got to ask yourself, man, when these invitations come, what will I do? Will I walk across the bridge? Will I walk into the house? Will I see as God sees? How will I engage? And what's amazing... That's amazing. Verse 27, while talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate or even visit a Gentile, but God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Just real quick. When someone who doesn't believe what you believe, when someone who doesn't look like you look, when someone doesn't vote like you vote, when someone actually wants to engage, Sometimes we as Christ followers go, man, if I'm around that person, then people are going to think that I think like them or vote like yeah. them or act yeah, like them yeah, or believe yeah. the same things like them. And all of a sudden, I become a citizen of this earth and not a citizen of heaven. Crazy. About it. When about you around. allow your life to be a citizen of heaven, you go, I want to see as God sees. I want to act as God acts. I want to be as Christ was. And I love what Peter says. I didn't raise an objection. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I went. I went. And let's just be honest and human. This is a guy who walked for three years with Jesus and didn't even understand it. Yeah, right. so, to, so none of us probably even really get this to the level of like where we probably want to be. And all the fear and all the anxiety and all the worry comes up like, but what, what if, what if, what if? And it's almost like the, the citizen of heaven has to tune that voice out and to live their life for an audience of one and go, yep. Jesus, what right. do you want me to do? Cool. That's good. And look what it says. He asked a simple question. Why'd you ask me? Why'd you send me? And Cornelius answered, three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour. At three in the afternoon, suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. And to Joppa, send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Just think about this. It's one thing to be invited to come speak to a group of people that you've actually engaged with. Mm -hmm. I mean... It it would be as if I live in Arizona, but if all of a sudden someone from the reservation said, hey, Steve, would you come onto the reservation? It's like, okay, okay, never never been, sure. You show up and you're like, why why did you send for me? Um, Because we want you to speak. (laughs) Teach us what you know. And you're like, I've never been here, I've never engaged. My whole custom and tradition has literally been not to engage, Uh and now I'm being invited to speak it's the most vulnerable place. Wow. And on the spot, this is what Peter says. And I want you to see this. I know I'm reading a lot of the Bible, but I love the Bible. I, the I love the Word. The word. And yeah. I need you to see this because I believe in this day and age, yeah. if we were to actually embody this and see people as God sees people, yep. it is an absolute game changer. And these aren't my ideas. This is in this book. Yeah. Yeah. So it says this. Yep. Then Peter began to speak. I now... Realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. Mm-hmm. You talk about a form of repentance right there. I now realize. And you have to ask yourself, and we'll get to it in a second, is what made him realize this? What made him realize that God does not show favoritism? We'll get to it in a second. It's awesome. But accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is Right? You know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea preaching, in, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. And then look what he says. We are witnesses. This is what citizens of heaven are. We bear witness to what Jesus does. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem, they killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen he was not seen by all the people but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead, he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Now check this out. This is, this is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. Verse 44. While Peter was still speaking, mm-hmm. He's still speaking. He's he's all like amped up like I am. He's preaching. He's getting fired up. And all of a sudden, while he was still speaking, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. Yep. The circumcised believers who had come with, people, with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Come on. This, this this was the thought was like you do the right stuff you 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 live a life that's pure that you live a life that's clean that you 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 play the rules of the holiness code of the Torah you're going to be good with God and now you've got gentiles and they're hearing this message of Jesus and the spirit of God is falling on them and Peter's like I I don't have categories for this. Come on. Come on. I don't have categories for this. It's like someone I remember like sitting with someone who had never heard A woman get up and preach. They'd grown up not believing that women could preach. And all of a sudden, a woman gets up and delivers and opens up this word and God speaks with fire. And they're like, I've never heard that before. It's like going into a home of someone from a different culture and you sit around the table and you're like, I've never seen what happens around this table in my context. I've never seen the faith I've never seen oppression and suffering, and I've never seen how people trusted God in my context. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in these moments where all of a sudden our view of God expands. Yeah. When we show favoritism, what happens is our view of God gets very, very small to look like us, act like us, think like us, vote like us. And this is what Peter is is like feeling. And if I'm really, really honest, I think that's what so much of our country is feeling. You talking about it? You talking and the question about is, will we cross that bridge? Will we walk into that living room? Will we engage? Will we see people as God sees people? Mm-hmm. But can I tell you something? One of the hardest things for Peter is we've probably all had moments where we saw God do something. And Trevor, you've been the youth pastor, came to you, you've led worship. Kyle, you're doing stuff with junior high ministry. I mean, you've had moments where you've just like seen God do something. Have you ever had a moment where then you gotta go explain it to your friends? And they're like, you just, you just kind of making that up. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't even, you did what? <laughs> you, you, you did what? Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's not how you do it. It's not how you're supposed to do it. And Peter returns to the disciples and he tries to explain his actions, and they're angry with him. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's the closer you get to the heart and the way of Jesus, the closer that you live to the citizens of heaven. You know the people who get the most angry? Often the church. Yeah. Because that's not that's not how we do things. Yes, it's true. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's not what it's supposed to look like. That's not what I grew up and i'm not i'm not trying to invalidate that that is actually real but the truth is every day is a door for us to step through in more dependency and expectancy on what jesus wants to do and what the spirit wants to do in and through us to see as god sees yeah yeah and i just want to just read this i know i'm reading a lot of the bible but i love the bible i love the bible it says this the apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, you know, J-Town, this is the temple, this is, like, this is where everyone was at, right? J-Town. And said, "You, look what they said. The circumcised believers criticized him. You, Peter, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and you ate with them? You? What kind of example are you setting? you doing they might show up to our church (laughs) they might be a part of this thing what are you doing this is our thing we have power we have control this is our thing what are you doing you're wrecking it come on man and starting from the beginning Peter told the whole story and he tells the whole story but here's here's what I got to say I came at the church strong but I want you to see this he goes through the whole story I'm not going to read it but he says this When they, verse 18, when they heard this, this is being the church, those people who were criticizing because it didn't look like them, didn't act like them, it was outside their custom, they had no further objections and praised God saying, so then, even the Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Mm. So then, Mm. even the Democrats and Republicans, God has granted repentance that leads to life. So then, even to blacks and browns and whites, God has led repentance that leads to life. I mean, I just think about this. We all have a familiar position. And the invitation is to constantly step out of that and allow God to shape us and form us to see as he sees. And I'll tell you what, the familiar, it's safe, it's comfortable. It's why we stayed there. But that's not what citizens of heaven do. Citizens of heaven are people of the Holy Spirit, and they are people who walk through doors, and they are people who cross bridges, and they are people who preach the word that there is no favoritism in the kingdom of heaven, and in this heaven, in this reality, there's always repentance, because the belief is that every single person, no matter their skin color, no matter their gender, every single person is only one prayer away. Do you see as God sees? And when you see as God sees, you will be a person who truly understands what dignity is all about. Let's pray. God, I know you love this church, and I I find myself in moments, whether being in the Middle East at times, at moments in my own city, going to neighborhoods I've never been to, And there's a sense of, God, I I just got to trust you. I I don't know where this conversation is going to go, but I have to trust you. And so, God, I pray right now for my, my brothers and sisters of Harlan that we would have ears that are listening to heaven and we would have eyes that see as you see, that our ears would hear that gentle shepherd's voice inviting us, reminding us that repentance and heaven is for everyone who's willing to say yes to you. So God, I pray that we be a people who don't just stay put in our customs, but we would be people with hands and hearts and ears and eyes wide open to see as you see, to live as you live, and to be who you've called us as Heartland to be. I love you, God. Bless this amazing church. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to part four of the Citizens of Heaven series with teaching pastor Steve Carter. You can experience the entire service this message came from by going to heartland.cc and clicking on the watch page or go to our YouTube channel at Heartland CC Rockford. You can also watch it on the Heartland CC app. Thanks for listening.